0: From Schwartz Media, I'm Ange McCormack. This is 7am. It's just over a week before Australia votes in the historic Voice to Parliament referendum. While the Yes camp have been losing support in the polls throughout the campaign, this week they've made a comeback and even flipped some outspoken no voters to a yes. So, what's behind the change, and will the No Camp be able to maintain its lead? Today, contributing editor to The Monthly, Rachel Withers, on how voice supporters are convincing voters, and what's in store for the campaign's final week. It's Friday, October 6th. Rachel, pretty much since the referendum on The Voice was announced, we've seen a downward trend in support for
1: the yes vote. But now that's turning around. What are the polls saying? Well, this week, the Guardian Essential poll showed some good news for The Voice, the first piece of good news probably in some months. There was a poll on Tuesday that showed the number of people intending to vote yes has risen two points to 43%. The last poll was 41 But that is still trailing those intending to vote no on 49%, which was down two points. But when you dig a little bit deeper into the numbers, 13% characterise themselves as soft yes and 7% say soft no, um, meaning they're open to persuasion. Mm. uh, And there's still 8% who haven't decided at all. And that makes up a block of about 28% of people, according to the polls, who could still have their mind changed, who Mm. could still be yes or no. And that's about 5 million people. So there is enough to swing this in there. And the Yes campaign is hoping that that momentum will continue. Do we know what's behind that change and bump in poll numbers? Um, Well, the Prime Minister was on AM this week and he said that usually people get on board once they understand what is being proposed.
0: When people have those one-on-one conversations with people about what the question is, when I myself have pointed out to people, sat down with people and asked them to read the question, people who are either undecided or soft no voters uh, declare, yeah, that's fair enough, this is the right thing to do.
1: Beyond that, we've seen some big sporting and music stars throw their support behind The Voice. We had the co-captain of the Penrith Panthers, Nathan Cleary, who on Sunday led one of the greatest grand final comebacks in NRL history. The following day, he offered a clear endorsement of the voice in a video saying, no voice, no choice. No voice, no choice. Come on Australia, vote yes. Midnight Oil stepped up their advocacy, uh, producing and funding a radio ad set to their hit song Power and the Passion.
0: Peter Garrett here for the oils, you've probably guessed we're voting yes in the referendum. We've been singing about this stuff for years. We love old deeply. We think it's important. Of course, your vote's totally up to you. But don't get sucked in by all the bullshit scare campaigns.
1: And Yes 23 also launched a pretty striking new TV ad highlighting infant mortality rates, employment and life expectancy for Indigenous Australians.
2: What if I told you... That our infant mortality rate is twice as high as non-Indigenous babies. That they'll grow up half as likely to find employment and will face a life expectancy that's eight years less than the rest of the country. A no vote means no progress.
1: And the yes side are pushing hard to counteract the no campaign's if you don't know, vote no message by saying, if you don't know, find out. On that message, we saw a video go viral this week from Yorta Yorta rapper Briggs.
0: Okay, so I have read something online about um, just the nature of democracy um, in general.
2: Mm.
1: Yes, because it's patronising to Indigenous people, and I would hate
2: to patronise an Indigenous person. Okay, so it doesn't go far enough, but then it also goes too far. Yes. Because democracy.
0: No. um,
2: Have you Googled it? The
1: voice, the proposal, the referendum, have, have you Googled it? You know what? I have not had heaps of time. Mm, just, I just... Yeah. Just... Busy. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Life. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Have you got your phone? It remains to be seen, though, whether all this will be enough to counter the months of misinformation we have seen. Mm.
0: And... I guess a core task of either side is to flip voters, right, for the yes camp to convince no voters and vice versa. And this week, some no voters did publicly change their mind and move to the yes side, right?
1: Yeah. So there's this section of people who call themselves progressive no voters. Uh, It's led by the Black Sovereignty Movement and Senator Lydia Thorpe, who is really leading that argument. And they've been publicly backing a no vote because they say the voice doesn't go far enough and that you can't unpick colonial wrongdoing with a colonial system. They also say that they want stronger action before a voice, and that means treaty before voice. But this week, a couple of prominent black sovereign activists uh, said they switched sides. Tarnine Onis-Brown said she'd gone from a hard no to a yes. She said she was motivated to change uh, because
2: the racist no campaign is dangerous. I have seen lots of misinformation and I've seen neo-Nazis organising on the streets of Melbourne about trans people, about Aboriginal people, about migrants, and I think that it's really scary to see them organising and they have been spreading lots of misinformation and I'm really afraid of what a no could look like.
1: She said that the debate had gotten so ugly and dangerous and allowed racism to thrive and she had fears for what a no victory could lead to.
2: I think that the racist no campaign is the one that's caused damage. So Peter Dutton and Pauline Hanson's campaign has done so much damage to First Nations people around the country. The values of the progressive no is about how do we get treaty and how do we make substantive change? Lydia Thorpe
1: herself is still voting no, uh, but as Victoria currently has narrow majority support, for no, any shifts in the black sovereignty movement, which is based in Victoria really, could be significant. So with gains like this in the Yes camp, even if they're small, it suggests the referendum is going to be a little bit closer than we might have thought, no matter which way it goes. So the no side might not be feeling as comfortable as they might have been even a week or so ago. And this week, the no side has had their own troubles to deal with.
0: Coming up after the break, how the division within the No campaign has deepened.
2: The Saturday Papers' food editors are some of the country's leading chefs, including Andrew McConnell, Otama Carey, David Moyle and Karen Martini. Let them guide your cooking when you sign up to Schwartz Media's free weekly newsletter, The Food. It features the latest recipe from The Saturday Paper, along with a selection of seasonal dishes suitable for all cooks. Subscribe today at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. As a a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer.
0: So, Rachel, the No side of the referendum is still ahead in the polls. How have they been campaigning this week to try and maintain that lead?
1: Well, the tactic of sowing fear, confusion of doubt has been working really well thus far for No, so they are doubling down on that. The two main sticking points of the No campaign are that the voice is divisive and that the Indigenous community is divided over it. And those messages do appear to be cutting through and they are repeated all the time. But while the No Camp talks a lot about division, that side of the debate isn't always the picture of unity. Different No leaders seem to have different ideas of what should happen next. Opposition leader Peter Dutton has floated the idea of another referendum on purely symbolic recognition of Indigenous Australians, an idea that was not backed by his shadow minister for Indigenous Australians, Jacinta Price. Uh, Leading no-campaigner Warren Mundine is against the voice but backs the idea of treaties, which is something most of the conservative no-campaign points to as something to be wary of. But Mundine actually made headlines this week because of the division within his own family. His daughter, Garagara Riley Mundine, spoke out about how she thinks her dad's position on the voice is morally wrong and... The things that her father is currently saying go against the way she was raised, which was all about making things better for the the next generation. It's really hard to hear the things that he's saying. I do get emotional about it because, for me, that's not the man that I grew up with. And she also spoke about some of the racism in the No campaign and said that she couldn't imagine that it wasn't hurting her father, who keeps saying that it's not. And I feel
2: like the people that he's now sided with and he's, he's now working with are not people that a younger Warren would have worked with. And I, I struggled to put these two people together.
0: And Rachel, what about this line that Indigenous Elders, the quote unquote authentic Indigenous Australians from Central Australia, don't want the voice? How is the Yes Camp addressing that argument?
1: Yeah, well, it's an argument that the No campaign has been able to prosecute really well mainly using Jacinta Price and Warren Mundine as spokespeople. And a significant portion of voters have been convinced that the Indigenous community doesn't necessarily want this, even though it's about 80 per cent, according to polls.
2: You know, just only last week, PK, um, hundreds and hundreds of people came out to vote. Uh, First Nations people across north-east Arnhem Land, the Tiwi Islands, you know, I was at Gimbi. we had people in uh, the central desert region all coming out to say yes. And they voted yes because they see this as a really important moment in our country's history. So Labor Senator
1: Melindera McCarthy is embarking on a bit of a media blitz to dispel some of that misinformation. Uh, she's someone who is seen as authentic and compelling, according to campaign research, and she is from Central Australia. Um, so she began her campaign this week, appearing on Sky News on Monday and also on Q&A, where she spoke quite passionately about The Voice.
2: John Howard as Prime Minister intervened so dramatically into the Northern Territory in 2007. People have forever remained traumatised by so many aspects of that piece of legislation, but no-one was asked, no-one was asked from the Northern Territory, certainly no Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander person, uh, as to whether this would work for them. I was the local member for Arnhem Land in the Northern Territory, it was the most disempowering moment of my life, not only as a politician, but as a Yanyu woman standing in that parliament knowing that I could do nothing. Mm. So this is an, an opportunity, Australians, our fellow Australians. Our people want to have that voice enshrined in the Constitution.
1: Meanwhile, the No campaign has pushed another distraction Uh, with Jacinta Price saying we don't need a voice and we need to audit the money that we already spend on Indigenous affairs, implying that we spend too much and that it's being wasted. The thing is, the coalition government already did do a number of audits in this area. They did 22 uh, in the years they were in office between 2013 and 2022. So this idea from Price is completely disingenuous and based on a lie when she claims that we haven't done this before. And the yes side is fighting back on this move. As uh, Professor Mika Davis, who was one of the architects of the Uluru Statement, said on social media, the audit response is status quo, which is exactly what no seeks to maintain.
0: And, Rachel, as the polls narrow, it means that the outcome could be closer than some people think. And so the next week before polling day is really critical. What do you think we're going to see in the race to the finish line from both sides?
1: To be honest, I think we're going to see a lot more of the same, only turbocharged. The Yes Camp keeps dropping these endorsement videos and sharing messages from high-profile figures, but the Prime Minister has said it's going to be all about those one-on-one conversations. And the Yes Campaign has thousands of volunteers and they're planning to staff every polling booth in the country, whereas it's been reported that a lot of Liberal members and staff have declined to put their efforts to the No Campaign. But I shudder to think what further lies and misinformation we're going to get from the no camp instead of volunteers. Peter Dutton said the Prime Minister was being divisive by refusing to change the words of the question because former Qantas CEO Alan Joyce told him not to, which is just ludicrous. The words were decided by the working group, made up of constitutional experts and Indigenous leaders. But he's just starting to say whatever pops into his head. And on Thursday morning, we saw former Prime Minister Tony Abbott pop up on RN Breakfast and make some rather assimilationist points about uh, the need for Indigenous Australians to be integrated into mainstream society.
2: Uh, Aboriginal people are fine Australians and they should be encouraged to uh, integrate into the mainstream of our society. I just, sure. say, but, uh, say, end, I just want to interrupt when you say I just want to challenge to that all idea. The Australians together.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Clive Palmer has also appeared out of the woodwork mm. and he said he'll be spending millions of dollars on ads against the voice. Whether that money will actually materialize or whether it will be a waste of money from Clive, we'll have to wait and see. But there isn't much time left for official advertising to roll out. There's a media blackout on referendum ads on TV and radio from the end of Wednesday. So, yes, next week will be critical. Polling booths are already open for early voters and we've seen close to a million turn out in just the first week alone. Those probably weren't the undecided voters, though. It's those unsure, uncertain, soft yes, soft no's who might find out more or who might not who will really decide this referendum. And some of them might make that decision on polling day in the booth with the piece of paper in front of them. So whichever side of the campaign can cut through to that type of voter in the next week will be the winner. Rachel, thanks so much for your time.
0: Thanks, Ange. And next week on 7am, we're presenting a very special series, The Fight for a Voice. In this series, Yorta Yorta journalist Daniel James will explore why this referendum is happening,
2: You know, the the voice will really be able to make those representations so that Australians can see the difference between what the voice says is a priority and what bureaucracy and government and parliament say is a, a priority.
0: What the arguments are... Treaty is what will truly unite this country and allow this country to mature. The country doesn't know who it is. And spend time with the people who have put their lives into the campaigns.
2: You can't be wrong if you're right. And you don't stop fighting because you're making people uncomfortable. You just keep fighting.
0: Listen in from Monday on 7am. Mahler's music embodies the very essence of humanity. Experience his epic Song of the Earth with the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Richard Tonietti and internationally acclaimed opera stars Stuart Skelton and Catherine Carby. Opens May 12. Book now at aco.com.au Also in the news today, Federal Police are investigating a video sent to Indigenous Senator Lydia Thorpe showing a neo-Nazi burning the Aboriginal flag and making threats against her. The video shows a man in a balaclava claiming to be from neo-Nazi group Warriors for Convict Resistance, reading a statement from his phone, endorsing white Australia, making racist statements about First Nations people and performing a Nazi salute. And cooler weather across New South Wales has brought relief for firefighters as crews assess damage from a major bushfire on the state's south coast. Meanwhile, in Victoria, flooding continues to threaten communities in the state’s east after days of heavy rain that followed multiple bushfires. 7am is a daily show from the monthly and the Saturday paper. It's produced by Kara Jensen McKinnon, Zoltan Fetcho, Shane Anderson, Yo Chung, and Sam Loy. Our senior producer is Chris Dengate. Our technical producer is Atticus Basto. Our editor is Scott Mitchell. Sarah McVee is our Head of Audio. Eric Jensen is our Editor-in-Chief. Mixing by Andy Elston, Travis Evans and Atticus Bastow. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. I'm Ange McCormack. This is 7am. We'll be back next week with our special series, The Fight for a Voice.